0: Um, let's attack the contract. Let's go to that. We both want him back. You're going to have to pay him a lot in terms of other pitchers. Cause you always have to look at comparisons. Now, some of these are not going to be the perfect comparisons in terms of years, because there are a lot of pitchers who got mega long-term deals Degrom Grom will turn 35 in June. So he's 34 years old right now. You sign him for next year. That's his age 35 season. Garrett Cole is kind of the standard bearer on this one. Garrett Cole, at age um 29 years old, signed a nine year $324 million deal. That averages out at $36 million per. That average per deGrom is going to blow past. Obviously, Scherzer already has. So Cole is kind of the standard bearer on contracts in terms of length. Nine years, 324, obviously. Jake's not getting anywhere near the nine years. Steven Strasberg at age 31, okay, so four years younger, or about three and a half years younger than what Jake is right now, signed a seven year, $245 million deal. That's an average annual of 35 per. And what I guess the reason I'm making a face when I say that is what's happened to that contract. I mean, Garrett Cole, you could argue, has been worth every dime. Guy goes out and makes every start every five days. I know maybe some Yankee fans aren't uh, pleased with his dominance, but you can't argue he's reliable. And that's why, look, I'd make this point to anybody. I think Garrett Cole's the most reliable pitcher in baseball. I really do. I think he's number one on that list. So when I look at nine years, 324, yes, he's got a lot more years left on that deal. So a lot can happen. But in the first three years of that deal, he's been worth every penny. The Strasburg one's a disaster. David Price at age 30 signed a seven year, $217 million deal. You're going to notice a pattern here. All these contracts suck after Garrett Cole. Chris Sale, and this is where it's going to get a little bit more realistic, is now we're going to cut down on these years a little bit. Chris Sale signed five years, $145, which is $29 million a year. Uh, Patrick Corbin, I don't think, is very equivalent. He went six years, $140. Uh, Max Scherzer, and I think that's obviously the frame of reference that makes the most sense, signed a three-year, $130 million deal with the Mets. That's the $43.3 million per year. But remember this, Max signed it at age 37. DeGrom is 34, 35 in June. So him and his agent can look at that contract and say, okay, I like that money a little bit more. I don't want 3 years, I want more. The other, and I don't think it's equivalent but in terms of years we should look at it, was the Trevor Bauer contract when he signed with a bunch of opt-outs, 3 years, 102 million. Verlander. Justin Verlander, who's a free agent by the way, had a 1 year, 25 million dollar deal this year. That is coming off of Tommy John surgery. In the past, Verlander had a 2 year, 66 million dollar deal, and before that, a seven-year 180. I would say, based on all of those contracts I laid out, um, the average annuals are in the mid-30s for a lot of guys. Scherzer now has that record at 43.3. DeGrom's going to have to beat it. DeGrom's going to ask to beat it. So I think the starting point for this contract has to be $45 million or more. It's got to. I mean, I I think when you sit down in a room with his agent, even though he only made 11 or 12 starts this season, he's going to show you the dominance. He's going to show you what he's done in 18, in 19, parts of 20, and certainly the first half of 21. And even if you're unsure about his health, which is a fair question, you can't question the dominance. You can't. And so that's why the starting point's got to be $45 It's why I kind of lean towards 50 as being the magic number. Where it gets dicey is years. That's where it gets dicey. The contract I would offer to Grom right off the top, or I I guess not right off the top. Maybe when you negotiate, you got to offer something less. I don't know. I'm not an F around kind of guy. I want to get the deal done. I would try to get him on a three-year $150 million deal which is same amount of years as Max, 50 per year. I would even be absolutely willing to give him opt-outs. You know, he wants to opt out after a one-year $50 million deal thinking I just won the Cy Young. I can go get more at 35. Okay. I got no problem with that. I'm a fan of that. I was a fan of that with Cespedes because I think you're basically having a contract year every year, which was the old Charlie Finley idea that you're going to get the most out of players. Okay. You want to be a free agent? That's not the reason Charlie Finley necessarily had the idea he wanted to flood the market with free agents. But I'm not against it. Since these opt-outs have become a thing, I've never been anti-opt-out. You just have to show restraint as a franchise. When CC Sabathia opts out, you don't have to give him a mega contract. When Alex Rodriguez opts out, you don't have to give him a mega contract. When Chris Sale opts out, you don't have to give him a new mega contract. You make the decision based on where you're at. Is three years 150 enough? That's question number one. But here's the real question. Is there a team out there that's going to offer more? Because that's really what this is about. You need to have the highest offer. And then you have to just leave it in the hands of the DeGrom family. This is the highest offer. No one can beat it. Is that enough for you to stay? Now, you got to beat a team by a decent amount. If he really wants to go to Texas, especially when you factor in taxes, you got to leave no doubt in this contract offer. That's what the Yankees did for Garrett Cole. That's what the Yankees did for CC Sabathia. And it's sort of what the Mets did for Max Scherzer. You can't leave that possibility of, yeah, it's good, but you know what? That one's close. So let me ask you this, Pete. Look around baseball. Is someone offering more than three years 150? Yes. Who?
1: I think the Texas Rangers, May.
0: What are they offering?
1: I would think that they'd probably go four for... for uh, if you say four for, if you say three for one hundred and fifty, I wouldn't be surprised if they go four for like close to two, maybe one hundred and ninety.
0: Mm. I'm willing to do it. By the way, I really oh, am because yeah. I, I look. I know that he's missed a lot of time, and that's obviously a legitimate concern. I can't minimize it, but I haven't seen enough in this second half. I know that there are, Joe has certainly told me, even though Beningos turned in that he wants to keep the Grom, he has said, I don't think he's ever going to be the same. And I said to him, you're going to base that on 11 starts? Is that fair? Is it fair to look at what Jake did in his return, in which I would be the first to admit he was not his same dominant self. His first few starts, he looked pretty dominant. And then after that, he looked more like, The 2016-2015 Jacob DeGrom. A ballsy, I'll battle through it, but I'm also going to have some bad days. DeGrom used to have bad days. He hasn't had them in years until this year. So he spoiled us. That game against the Oakland A's, let's not sugarcoat it. That was a bad day, and it happened at the worst possible time. Now, I don't think any of us with a straight face would say, oh, DeGrom can't take the pressure. That's why he sucked. No, it's not what happened. He had a bad freaking day. And he used to have bad days because he used to be a human pitcher. And then for about four years, he became Koufax on steroids. And he wasn't a human pitcher. I don't know if those 11 starts, even his playoff start, in which he gutted out the six innings, I don't think that's enough evidence to firmly say – He can't be the same guy. I think he can. Look, I think that there's some mystery around what he is. Can he stay healthy? Of course that's a question. But you know what? Pete, it's a question with every pitcher in baseball not named Garrett Cole. It really, could Walker Bueller stay healthy anymore? No. Justin Verlander needed Tommy John surgery. Granted, he's getting older. Like, make your list of pitchers that you are so confident is going to be healthy and is going to be dominant. It's a freaking short list. That's why you have to take the risk sometimes.
1: Well, and and that's the point, though, too, is like you talk. We're talking about the Grom as like, a what's too much money? What's this? What's that? What's everything? And then you actually look at the list of pitchers available and you go, oh, my God, I want nothing to do with any of these guys, like at least (laughs) committing. If you're going to commit money because they're all going to demand money, like you may take. Some of these pitchers and get like two that are going to combine for sixty mil a year, maybe three for seventy. Because you have a lot, you have a lot to deal with. Because Bassett's going to be gone potentially, Walker's going to be gone potentially. Degrom, if he's gone, that's that's three starting pitchers potentially you're le- you're losing. You're going to have to make up for that. Are they better than Degrom by himself? No. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. No. This Evan off the bat, like I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. You say three one fifty. Okay, cool. I'm saying this. 5-225, and we we give you an option after three years, okay? We, we, we front-loaded. So you still have a 3-for-150 three, three to begin with, and then the last two years they they, they equal out to the, the 225. And if that's not good enough, I'll even go F it. You know what? 5-250, let's go lock <laughs> it up. I don't care. DeGrom needs to be on the Mets this for the next five years or three years or whatever. The window's no,
0: small. The window's small.
1: We don't have a big window. I'm sorry. no, hard. no. A-
0: and I'll tell you something else on why, even though on the surface giving him five years seems so crazy, why at the end of the day I would do it anyway. The point we made about 10 minutes ago about a career mat, we don't want him in another uniform. Well, if this guy wants to pitch till he's 40, why screw around then? You know what I mean? Like if, if the whole idea is we want him to be a career mat, then F it. Here's the five years. I think what we have to keep in mind, and trust me, I respect that there's a lot of people listening that just aren't going aren't to agree with that. Maybe they don't have the same emotional attachment. Maybe they don't think the career met thing is as important, and that's fine. I, we respectfully disagree. I think that you've got to look at it and say, money isn't an object with this owner, okay? So I'm not concerned about how much I'm giving him. And if I'm making the commitment that I want this guy to be a career met till he's done pitching, then – go all the way with it. Why would you be afraid of years? This isn't negotiating with a free agent who's never pitched for you. That's different. I think we all agree it's different. Max Scherzer getting his ass boot off the mound is proof that it's different. We have no loyalty to Max Scherzer. I have no loyalty to Kevin Durant. He didn't show me any loyalty, but there's a different feel towards the guys that, yes, are homegrown. I know we've had this discussion for many, many years, whether it's with Yankees, with Mets, you treat homegrown guys differently. I say you pay homegrown guys differently because I am okay paying for what someone did for my team. I don't like paying for something someone did for another team. And when you sign a free agent, no matter how good that guy seems in the moment, you're essentially paying for what they did for someone else. Max Scherzer winning a championship for the Washington Nationals does nothing for me. Jacob deGrom winning two Cy Youngs for me and giving me some joy does something for me. And so I'd be less afraid handing out a big contract to my own. And it was always a critique I had about the Yankees. And I think Yankee fans had. They were in such a rush to pay for other people's guys. And they wouldn't take care of their own. I think even Derek Jeter may refer to it in the documentary. like. Look what I've done for you. So I'm less afraid if it comes down to it. And look, Jake's agent says to me, you want him to come back five years, 250. Yeah,
1: I'd probably do it. And I'd take the risk. And his pair, his family can't say no to that, can they? I mean, $250 million for five years. I mean, come on, well, lock it up. Let's go. Uh, it's tough, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tr- Listen, well, you go play baseball, I'll travel the world for a little bit and call me in five years.
0: Well, okay, let me let me push this a little bit then, because I don't think you expect this to come, but I'm going to bring it up. So a few years ago, a few years ago, more than a decade ago, I mean, years ago sometimes seems smaller. Roger Clemens, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was with the Astros, made a deal. And the deal was, when I don't pitch, I don't have to be there. When Ooh. I don't pitch, I'm going to go be with my family. Now, at the time there was a, a negative feel towards that saying, can you really do that? You know, baseball teams need to be together. You want to stick with the team. Can you really just disappear when you're not pitching? I remember Phil Jackson uh, in one of the times he was thinking about coming back to coach the Lakers once throughout. And I don't know if it was ever confirmed that he did this, but it was a rumor that Phil said, I only want to coach home games. And the Lakers are like, well, we can't, you know, we really can't do that. If you either coach or you don't <laughs> I, coach, I remember. You really can't be a part-time guy. So you're sitting down with Jake, you're Billy Appler, you're Steve Cohen. And Steve says, look, we want you back. Money's not a problem. We want you back. And I say to you, look, I want to be a career met too. I love being here. I really have no issue with the organization. It is very difficult living here. All right. It just is. My wife doesn't love it. My kids are growing up. Not a fan of it. If you cut me a deal where I'm not going to do it all the time, but I'm going to do it a lot of times. When I'm not starting, I'm going back to Florida. I want to spend three days with my kids, and then I'll come back. I'll do my throw day. I know how to handle myself, and I will never miss a start. You got nothing to worry about. But I don't want to travel with the team because I want to spend more time with my family, and if you guys can do that, I'll talk to my wife. I think we can make this work. Are you willing, and this is a tough one. I don't think this is very easy. Are you willing to make that deal?
1: Hell, I'll give you six years. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. I'm down. And, and, and Evan, let me tell you something. I, I, we talked about Tom Brady making what? Like missing like almost a, like a week or two of practice because of his family issues and not trying to get to family issues or whatever. Things, are, things happen behind the scenes that we don't know about. But Jacob DeGrom made a point when he was injured for this long period of time. He couldn't be with the team. He didn't feel right not being there. Was that the excuse or was it that he wanted to be home with his family? And I'm not trying to downplay that at all. And I'm not trying to – it's not an insult. It is not an insult because guess what, dude? You're a family man. I'm a family man. You know what I would do for my family? I would do anything for my family. So I I understand and respect it. It's not not knocking him. So if that's what it takes, dude, I don't care. If Jacob deGrom is a career Met and he retires as a Met, that's all I care about because that means to me we're going to be committed.
0: There are two things. There are two negatives to a deal like that. And, and by the way, I've heard nothing of the sorts that he would even ask for that. I'm just bringing it up. Well, because... you should bring it. You should bring it
1: up to Steve. Uncle Stevie. <laughs> just, a, just a case. He uh, offers like, you know, says, I don't want to come here. Uh, offer that out there. I said, look yeah. Out. And he's says,
0: point blank. I just I, I can't do it. Make that offer. Um, <laughs> I remember it with Roger Clemens. And look, Roger Clemens is Roger Clemens. And it's the Astros. I think it was with the Astros. I don't think it was with the Yankees, if memory serves correct. I think there are two potential negatives to a deal like that. It's why as much as I want Jake back, I'm not just knee jerk. Yes. Give it to him. Number one. And this is less of a concern. I'll give you the bigger concern in a second. The lesser concern is you are opening yourself up to being killed by the fans. I'm telling you right now, that is you with any bad start. Oh, you're going home now. You piece of crap. You don't even want to be here. Like you open yourself up to major criticisms Anytime you struggle. Now, does that really matter? Probably not. That's fodder for sports talk radio. It's fodder for fans who may scream that at you. Ultimately, that may not matter. The real key is your clubhouse and your locker room. And are you able to look Max Scherzer in the eye when you guys are breaking down pitching and Max was there all week and you were in Florida and now you show up a day before you start? Uh, I do tend to think chemistry in a locker room can be overrated. I think we overrated sometimes when teams are playing well. Um, look, the Mets all loved each other this year. Did that really help when they faced adversity and got swept by the Braves? Not really. So while I do think chemistry can be overrated, you don't want resentment in that room. And that would be my concern. So I don't know if you could pull 26 players. I'm not even saying that's the way to do it, but you would need, key guys in that room to be on board with something like that. And I think Roger Clemens is different than Jacob DeGrom. No offense. I'm no fan of Roger Clemens, but I think at that point in his career, being in his mid forties, there was a respect for him that no one in baseball has right now. No offense to Jake. So I bring it up because it's interesting. I would have a very difficult time offering that though. And I say that as someone that loves Jake and would try to do everything to bring him back. I think you open up a lot of issues with something like that. I think the way to bring them back is to a convince them being a lifetime med is a big deal. And number two, offering the most money and most security that another team can would offer. And that's what you've got to do because I think Texas is a great example, Half, as a team that would do it. They paid so much for Corey Seeger and so much for Marcus Simeon, and they absolutely need pitching. So I think Texas is a major threat. I wonder about the Braves. You know, we're all scared of the Braves, but They've locked up money. a lot of guys over the years. Max Freed is a free agent at the end of next season. Like, are they able to give DeGrom that kind of contract and then keep Max Freed? By the way, if they don't, hello, Max Freed, I'll take you. Now, it's a consolation prize because I would prefer to keep DeGrom, but I wonder about Atlanta. While DeGrom may have an interest in going there, And while fans have assumed that makes the most sense, I just don't know financially if they would be in the ballpark of the offer that I suggested. I think Texas would. I don't know about the Astros. You know, the Astros lose Justin Verlander. Are they making that offer? So if you accept, all right, maybe Atlanta's not making the offer and Houston's not making the offer. Is it just Texas? I don't think the Dodgers are making that offer, nor do I think L.A. is a place he would want to live. And look, I don't mean this as any knock to the Yankees, If they lost Aaron Judge to San Francisco, I don't think they have a chance at DeGrom because DeGrom doesn't want to be in New York. So if he's staying in New York, it's probably just to be a career Met, not to sign with the Yankees. So I try to shape up the competition, and it looks like Texas, I agree. I don't know what else or who else would be in that ballpark.